everyone. We we kind of weren't ready for the countdown. <laughs> <laughs> we just kind of jumped in. Oh no, it's time. Um, we're obviously now live, and um, it's me, Sarah, and Dan from Blackbird and Advocacy Podcast. And um, we obviously we we talk a lot a lot about um, really harsh issues. Um, oh, and our camera might just like stop randomly. Um, we talk about a lot of, uh, really, you know, harsh, uh, and hard to listen to topics. So we figured because it's spring break, we'll do something a little more light. Mm. Um, didn't necessarily want to bring you guys a, uh, a, <laughs> a murder story of, um, something that happened just in at spring break just because we don't really want to like terrify you yeah. guys into not going on mm -hmm. spring break although maybe that would have worked for like the college kids who are out on spring break right now during right. covid maybe we should tell stories right to scare them out of right. going right anyway die. <laughs> exactly <laughs> unfortunately mm -hmm. um so we figured we would just be um <laughs> trish thank you trish um I did my own hair and I also did Dan's hair. So, uh, although he, he did his hair today. Well, well, you cut my hair. I cut his hair, but. And I spent 35 seconds going like this with gel. It's true. So, it's yeah. true. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Trish. <laughs> um, the beard is killer too. That's what Tom said. Oh, okay. I shaved it <laughs> four days ago. So this is, this is four days. He shaved it when I cut his hair. Uh, so anyway, so we're. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, apologies. We're having the hood first gunshots. Here we go. I'll be back. <laughs> it's not gunshots. We have this one um, a-hole in the neighborhood who likes to fly down our street through the stop signs in his little fart mobile. Um, and it is the loudest thing on earth. He does it in the middle of the night. It has woken us up many, many times. So our apologies for, for that loud commotion and for the dogs going crazy about it. But anyway, of course. let's finally get into what we're supposed to be doing. Uh, of course, the second <laughs> we go live. <laughs> just, just one. Uh, Dina. Uh, no, we have multiple people who make a lot of noise, but there is just one guy who does the car yeah. thing. But um, other people make noise with other things around the neighborhood. It's kind of insane. Anyway. <laughs> what we are here to do for real is <laughs> not talk about our hair. And no, um, we are going to bring you guys some true crime trivia. So Dan is not a true crime aficionado. No, he has gotten into true crime slightly because right exactly because of me look we've lost viewers because we're, <laughs> <laughs> we're not getting into the content. Right, right. Apologies. <laughs> They don't like um, oh, we lost another viewer. Wow. Wow. Um, <laughs> so we are going to test Dan's true crime knowledge. And um, we would really like everyone who's watching these two people um, <laughs> to, to play along with us. So um, hopefully Dan gets some things right. Uh, I don't really know how, how much he's going to know. Not much. But um, here we go. <laughs> Ready? Right. Ready? Ready. Okay. Which serial killer did true crime writer Ann Rule work with at a suicide hotline? Oh, 
and rule. Yes. You're going to have to give me more deeds. Nope. Nope. That's all you get. That's the question. Well, I literally don't have an answer. So you're going to have to pick give a me serial more killer. Pick any serial killer. A female one. No. Oh, okay. So Anne Roots worked with Anne the Rule guy worked with this man who at, killed people. Yes. <laughs> uh, give me a time frame. Oh, come on! Really? When he killed John Wayne people? Gacy? No. Okay, good. You See? said pick any serial. You, I killer. told you to pick any serial, and you did, and that's incorrect. Right. right. But good try. <laughs> Hashtag not scripted. <laughs> yes. So it's actually Ted Bundy. Oh, I was going to say Ted Bundy. Well, you should have said Ted Bundy because he's the correct answer. So um, a little background on that. Anne Rule was a retired police officer who became a crime reporter. She volunteered one night a week at a suicide hotline where she befriended Ted Bundy. Rule wrote in her 1980 novel, The Stranger Beside Me, which was an autobiography and a biography about her time spent with Bundy. Mm. She wrote about him, quote, I liked him immediately. Yeah. The book ultimately sold more than two million copies. Nice. I actually never read it, and I really should. I don't know why yeah. I haven't. And she continued, quote, it would have been hard not to. He brought me a cup of coffee and waved his arm over the awesome banks of phone lines. Bundy's first words to Anne were, quote, you think we can handle this? <laughs> that's creepy that's creepy yeah 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 so uh that's that's a yeah. little tidbit about about yeah. and roll and ted bundy well that makes sense because he was like a super charismatic he was guy very so, charismatic yes. and he had like a whole normal social yep. life mm -hmm. so yep. that makes sense yeah so it makes complete sense and she really liked him and that's kind of like yeah. what this what the book is about it's the fact that like she never would have like guessed that this right. guy he was apparently great at the suicide hotline too. Mm -hmm. Like he actually mm -hmm. helped a bunch of people. Right. So huh. you never, you never know. You never know. And then on to, on to the next question. Okay. Then. Uh, just like with Bundy, you just, you never know. What does BTK stand for? Blind torture kill. Good yeah. job. Yeah, right. Good job. Right. Look at you. Yeah. Awesome. Good job. All right. Do you know the name of BTK? No. Uh, hang on, give me a minute. Okay. Because uh, I should. And I knew you were going to ask that. Uh, I'm sure people are like screaming. <laughs> we'll I'm, see sure if it person, pops up. I'm sure person is screaming. Yes, the one person who's watching uh, us. <laughs> uh, I feel like this is wrong, but Ed Gein? No, 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 no. <laughs> Ed Gein was like way before BTK. Yeah. Uh. Dennis Rader, yeah, <laughs> father, Air Force vet, church council president, oh. and Cub Scout leader, oh. was also a sexual sadist who killed numerous people and is currently incarcerated for 10 counts of murder in the first degree. Right. Mm -hmm. He had an obsession and fetish with bondage and would often photograph himself wearing women's lingerie bound in ropes. He gave himself the nickname BTK because of his MO at crime scenes. He would bind his victims, torture them, and then ultimately kill them using different methods and different weapons. And he would use a lot of things that were like around. So like he would use rope, right. he would use um, plastic bags, he would use uh, pantyhose. He would use pretty much anything that you could suffocate or strangle a person right. with. 
Yeah, I mean it. It makes sense, for lack of a better word, because mm -hmm. you know, if you if you like go to the hardware store to buy your murder kit, right. the 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 clerk is gonna go to the cops and be like, "This guy just bought a bunch of rope and duct tape, <laughs> exactly, and turpentine." Exactly. Don't so. go to the store and buy all of those things. If you are a killer, just <laughs> don't that don't do that. And if you need all of those things for not murder, buy them at different stores. Yes. Like literally, I can't tell you how many times I would go to a store because I actually needed like supplies for stuff. And I was like, these people are literally gonna call mm -hmm. the cops. Yes. <laughs> and and Tom was correct, Tom said Dennis Rader. Ah. Good job. Um also, um Dennis Rader, BTK, was a huge part of the show Mind Hunt, Mind Hunter. Mm -hmm. And I'm really bummed that they're not bringing that show back. Yeah, because I really show. wanted to see how they were going to pan everything out with with BTK. But unfortunately, um, that's just not going to happen anytime soon. Yeah, that was that's a great show. Really upsetting. <sighs> okay, ready for the next one? Ready. Okay. What killer is Buffalo Bill, Norman Bates, and Leatherface based on? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, crap. And I know this one too. Uh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> it is not oh, crap. No. It is not crap bag. Oh, man. Tom, help me out. <laughs> yeah, anyone, anyone out there? No Googling. Yeah, no Googling. No Googling. But please comment and help me because I'm looking <laughs> really bad right now. Because this is what I do once a week, every week under normal mm -hmm. circumstances. Mm -hmm. Oh, and I really, I really... It's in there. Oh yeah, you know you know this person. Leatherface in particular. Yep. Uh yep, you know this person. Is it Vinny? It's Vinny. It's Vinny? Yeah. You said I know this person. Like our friend our friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh is it your mom? No. Is it Chandler? No. Uh, maybe. Maybe Chandler. <laughs> he does like to chew on humans. All right, go. Ed Gein. I just said Ed Geens. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh see we froze again we froze again at least we froze in a nice frame yeah we froze because the internet is just so upset with me that's exactly it sorry internet uh yes trish they are all based on one person so in 1957 ed gein gained notoriety as being a grave robber he would dig up corpses and create items out of their skin and bones including lampshades and belts he also confessed to killing two women, one in 1954 and another in 1957. It is still debated whether Gein could be considered a serial killer. Some say yes, going by the two murder rule, while others say no, basing it on having to kill three or more victims. In either case, Gein inspired numerous fictional killers to be written. Norman Bates from Psycho due to his we'll call it interesting relationship with his mother. Leatherface from Texas Chainsaw Massacre because, well, that's kind of self-explanatory. <laughs> and Buffalo Bill from Silence of the Lambs also because of his obsession with utilizing human skin. It puts the lotion on the skin. Or it gets the hose again. it gets the hose again. Um, so yeah, all three of those characters are based on Ed Gein. And um, he's not as well known as some others. And I think that's, again, because people really don't know how to classify him. Is he a serial killer? Is he not a serial killer? Mm -hmm. um, personally, I don't subscribe to the two um, victim 
theory on serial killers because I feel like there there would be way more serial killers and I don't necessarily think that two equals serial equals a series. I think you have to have more than that personally. So I go with the three. Mm-hmm. So, but anyway, I've seen his skins online. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, black. I'm sure black. I haven't seen them and I'm pretty sure black. Yeah, you can you can Google um, a bunch of stuff from Ed Gein's uh, from the crime scenes of Ed Gein, and you'll see a lot of uh, really um, interesting, disgusting photos yeah, of the things I mean, that he did with with the human. I mean, look, flesh and hashtag no judgment, but if you're buying skins on the internet, <laughs> something's gone wrong. You need to speak to someone. Well, no, you shouldn't be you buying. You can call us, actually, and we'll do an, a whole episode about you if you're buying human stuff. You're not buying them. You're just looking at the pictures. No, no, no. I don't. I mean, the, the listings are for, like, purchase, right? What do you, no. Oh, okay. Oh, God. Well, you shouldn't be looking at them. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've seen them because I'm curious about that stuff. So, whatever. That's just me. Yep. <laughs> you know who you married. Yep. <laughs> I know. <laughs> okay, ready for the next one? Ready. Of all murders in a given year, what percentage does the FBI estimate to be committed by serial killers? I don't know, a very small number. Uh, yeah. <laughs> less than 10%. Okay. Probably... Over 1%. Less than five, I'm going to say 2.3%. Okay, Tom. Tom's going with 3%. All right, So you're go. around the same. My dude. <laughs> All right. Anyone else out there? Any any of the one other person that's watching us? <laughs> <laughs> we'll give you five, four, three, two, one. Okay. Uh, we're also on a delay, so they're going to get that <laughs> later. Then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It's less than 1%. Oh, I was going to say less than 1. Yeah. yeah. All right. So you have a less wow. than 1% chance of actually being murdered by a serial killer. That makes so sense. People really need to stop freaking out that they're right. going to be killed yeah. by a serial killer. You have a bigger, you have a, a better chance of being murdered by someone you know than yeah, by a sure. random stranger, especially a serial murderer. Yeah. So be more afraid of the people you know mm-hmm. than of the people you don't. Just throwing that out there. Exactly. See? You know who you married. It's always the spouse. It is most of the time, yes. So from the Atlantic, the Helter Skelter 1970s and 80s are remembered as the serial killer's heyday. Think of Ted Bundy, John Wayne Gacy, and David, son of Sam Berkowitz. Since then, data suggest the number of serial killers defined by the National Institute of Justice as those who commit two or more separate murders, often with a psychological motive and a sadistic uh, sexual component, has plunged, falling 85% in three decades. Wow. The FBI now says that serial killers account for fewer than 1% of killings. Several reasons are commonly cited for this decline, among them longer prison sentences and a reduction in parole. Many serial killers are convicted murderers who, after serving time, kill again. Obviously, I mean, you don't really, like, grow out of killing people. No. 
Better forensic science is also credited as our cultural and technological shifts, less hitchhiking, more, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. More, and we talk about that all the time, more helicopter yeah. parents and 60 million security cameras. Yeah, absolutely. You're gonna get caught. Yeah, we talk about that all the time. You you can't you can't get away with anything anymore no. because literally every person that's walking around counts as a security camera. Yeah, yes. Everyone's got a camera. Everyone has now a camera in their everyone pocket. Has a phone. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. and you can just live stream it and whatever too. It's yep. not even like you have to like record it and then take the evidence to the police. Yep. You're just like, oh, that's messed up. Blah, 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 blah. Live stream. Yep. You know? Yep, exactly. Um, also the hitchhiking thing. Like that was huge yeah, in the seventies, huge in the seventies. So like they had prime targets. I don't know why anyone ever <laughs> thought hitchhiking was a good idea. So many people like, did it. Like, yeah. So many people did it. I can't, we still see people hitchhiking yeah. on Long Island, which is weird. Like I don't, it's weird to see yeah. people hitchhiking don't, out here. Don't just call an Uber. Um, Yeah. Call it. Just. Let me know if you need an Uber instead of hitchhiking. I'll pay for your Uber. Like, I'm not... No. Okay. Anyway. Okay. On to the next. Next. Ready? Ready. Ready? Ready, everyone out there? Which national park has a 50-mile radius known as the murder zone? Jesus Christ. I mean, I would say Central Park circa the 70s, <laughs> but... Um, I don't believe Central no, Park is a national it's... park. No, you're right. It's definitely not a national no. park. Uh, you did say national park. I, I'm I just not you. listening tonight. I don't know what's going on. I made up the thing about buying skin, too. Um, I don't know. It was a rough week. Um, national park, 50-mile radius. Yes. I'm just I'm just going to shoot in the hip and say Yellowstone. You are correct! All right. It's the biggest national park there I knew. There you go. Okay. Good job. Good job. It's Yellowstone. So um, this is Canadian. I have no <laughs> well, idea. Exactly. The funny Tom. thing is, I was going to say you didn't specify. I don't know if they have national parks in oh, Canada, but true. it's a Canadian national park. Okay, U.S. And in fact, I feel like <laughs> Canada probably has. I think Canada's mostly national park because it's like you can live like here. Yeah, of course, Rosa knows. <laughs> you can live like here, and then all of this is wilderness. That's so true. I feel like Canada, and you can tell us, Tom. Tom, let us know. <laughs> are you are you mainly just national park? <laughs> right or is it just like uncharted wilderness right right <laughs> all right so this is from ranker and i knew rosa was going to know the answer i mean rosa and i are like <sighs> we're like this um this is from ranker there's a 50 square mile section in yellowstone national park where one can get away with murder and other crimes brian Colt, a michigan state university law professor discovered the loophole in 2005 while researching jurisdictions for an article. Yellowstone National Park, like all U.S. national parks, is federal land, and if a person commits a crime there, it falls within federal jurisdiction. Under the Sixth Amendment, among other things as part of the Sixth Amendment, a person accused of a crime has the right to a jury trial. The panel must consist of residents from the state and federal district where the purported crime occurred, being that this is federal land. So, how does this murder zone come into play? There is a stretch of 50 miles within Yellowstone that crosses parts of Wyoming, Idaho, and Montana. If someone were to commit murder on this piece of land, the crime would take place in the state of Ohio, but under Wyoming's discretion. 
This portion of Yellowstone is unpopulated with no potential jury members living in the area. Therefore, no jury trial can take place. Once Colt made the discovery, this is insane, he sent copies of his research to lawmakers with suggestions on how to fix the issue. His efforts proved fruitless. So this area of Yellowstone National Park remains a murder zone. That's crazy, man. That's crazy. Right? Like, what are you doing, government? Uh -huh. Like, there's literally a murder zone. Uh-huh. And he, <laughs> he sent information to lawmakers saying, hey, I have some ideas right. on how we can fix this right. and ensure that and you like, know, nah. no one dies here and gets a, and then the murderer gets away with the crime. Right. Nah, it's and all they right. Just, they didn't care. Just a few murders, yeah. whatever. And mind you, he found this out in 2005. That's crazy. It's now 2021. Right, and we still have a murder <laughs> we zone. We still have a murder zone in, Nello in Yellowstone. Um, I'm not telling you out there to go, go commit any murders, people. but just something, I guess, just don't go there. Mind. Don't yeah. go there. Well, yeah, don't <laughs> go there. That's exactly. Yeah, exactly. I'm never going there. Good job. Yes, Trish. <laughs> That's a smart, smart move there. Yeah, it's funny because actually in relation to that, there are areas of the country where there are funny loopholes with like traffic enforcement. Yeah. Where you can go and basically like even though there is a speed limit, you like you can't be prosecuted for some weird reason yeah. like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So like people will go there, you know, like rich people who can just like take these trips in their Ferraris and stuff will yeah. go there and they'll have like races. Right. Knowing that, like, they, they can be, like, pulled over and stopped. Yeah. But, like, you basically can't be ticketed. Because, yep. like, you can yep. be ticketed there, but it can't be enforced. Like, they don't honor, like, you know? Yeah. So, like, you, it can't be enforced. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I know. <laughs> there's so there's weird stuff we like that all over the country. We have weird government here because, because we founded this country as a republic of states. Right. So, we're like, oh, yeah, this is going to be an individual state. But then we realize, like, you have to have a federal government. Right. And they just never really like meshed the two together. Right. So now we've got this crap. Yep, exactly. <laughs> and to go back to uh, the national park thing, uh, Tom says we, we have national parks. So Canada does have national parks. But you didn't answer if you are just like one giant national park. <laughs> I'm assuming that by saying we have national parks, you have like little little things all over the place. But like I always just picture northern Canada as just like open wilderness. Right. And, like that's it. Right, <laughs> like, right. There's nothing else there. Well, it's like it's, it's like in Australia, the entire like northern northwestern portion is just called the Northwest Territories. Right. It's not like like there are people there and stuff happens, but they didn't even give it like a name, right, so, like right, a state, right, like right, Queensland right. or whatever. It's right. just it's just the Northwest Territories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they kind of do the same thing, but I'm sure he'll let us know. There's lots of national parks. <laughs> well, I would imagine. Lots yeah, it's like all parks. parkland. It's all one <laughs> national park. Yeah. <laughs> Banff is the only one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, are we ready for the next question? Oh, look, we froze again. Oh, look, but we're so happy in our in our frozen pictures. These are good. These are good. Like good freeze frames. All right, um, ready? Let's go. <laughs> okay. All right. Everyone out there, ready? Uh, our two watchers again. <laughs> okay. What is the most stolen car according to the National Crime Bureau's Hot Wheels report of 2020? Oh, it's definitely either a Corolla or a Civic. Okay. Uh, it definitely was mostly Civics for a while, but I feel like it's Corollas now. Okay. Um, I'm still going to go Civics. 
You're right. Yeah. It is the Honda Civic. Yeah. Yes. Okay, so I'm going to actually go through the list, and I'm going to tell you how many of each are stolen in that year. So this was from 2020. So this was last year's report. Okay. Okay. So number 10 was the Jeep Cherokee or Grand Cherokee. Okay. And there were 9,818 of those stolen. That's it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, these are actually, like, quite low numbers. I was surprised. I mean, I'm once sure you get I've into, stolen like, 9,000 Jeeps. Once we get into the top four, it's... Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. going to be a, a lot more, but... Okay. All right, number nine is the Dodge pickup, the full size they specify. Okay. Full size Dodge okay. pickup. Uh, 11,226 of those were stolen. Okay. Eight is the GMC pickup, full size. <laughs> 11,708. Okay. Seven is the Toyota Corolla. Oh, wow. Yes. Seven. Yes. It's number seven on the list. All right. And that's just last year. So before yeah, that, it may have been a, okay. a higher number. Um, there were 12,388 of those stolen. Okay. Six is the Nissan Altima. 13,284 were stolen. Five is the Toyota Camry with 16,906 stolen. Four. Do you want to guess the, the top... I mean, you already know top one. So do you know what the right. four, number four is? Um, well, I know it's not the Camry or the Corolla now. Um, um, you know what? Everyone knew Honda was number one, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because A, there are a billion of them. And B, they a lot of them are owned by irresponsible people uh, who, just, it's true. who just park them in front of, you know... Mm -hmm video stores and get wasted and pass out mm -hmm. or whatever it may be. Yeah. Um, yeah. So number four, it's a full size of something. It's a full size <laughs> of something. Um, no, cause who would want to steal a Malibu? No, um, Malibu is not on the list. I can tell you that. I'm going to guess Accord, Honda Accord. No, there? no, no, it is on there, but it's it not is, number it's four. It's on there. Well, no, is it one of the top It is three, one though? of the top It's one of the next three. Correct. Two, three, and four. Okay. I'll take Correct, it. Correct. Yeah. Um, um, Honda Accord is actually number two. Okay. Uh, wait, 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 wait. Okay. Let me see if I can get the next two. Okay. Or if anybody else can get the next two. No, Lexus. not not Lexus. No, just because they don't make that many of them. Well, it's and they're all the none of none no luxury vehicles are on this list. Yeah, because they just don't make that many of them. No luxury like if you vehicles. Went, if you went by percentage, then Lexuses would definitely be up there. Lexuses get stolen in the hood all the freaking time. <laughs> but they just don't make as many as they make accords. Right. Um so you have the Civic, you have the Accord. So what are the other two in the top four? Subaru Outback? No. Uh, I just go. Okay. Number four <laughs> is the Chevy pickup, full size. Oh, all right, whatever. Another <laughs> truck. Yes. Uh, with 31,566 stolen in 2020. Uh, number three is a Ford pickup. Oh, all right. All right. So, all right. Also full size. Um, with 36,355, two is the Honda Accord, 36,815, and then one was the Honda Civic with 38,426 of those stolen wow. last year. I still can't believe only 7,000 or whatever Corollas got stolen. Uh, the Corolla was 12,388. Oh, okay, okay. Well, yeah. 7, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
my friend used to steal Honda's back in the day. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Because what happens is people are always looking for parts for them. So you don't yeah. steal it to sell the car. You steal it to right. part it down. Right, right, right. Like people, people be curbing those things all the time and you need the bumper and it's cheaper. Accords, Accords all, day. all day. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, so when I was doing my research, the Accord came up on like the old lists. And I kept seeing different things. So I was glad that I was able to find the 2020 list because from a lot of other lists um, from years prior, the Accord and the Civic were like going back and forth. Yeah. So they're, yeah, they're pretty neck and neck. Yeah. So it's not surprising. Honda all day. That's yeah. that's what it is. It's just <laughs> Honda. Um, okay. Okay. On to the next one. Yeah, next one. Okay. What creepy nicknames, and I'm putting creepy in just because I think they're creepy. Mm -hmm. What creepy nicknames did Bonnie and Clyde have for each other? Oh, I feel like I should know this. <laughs> I li I've re literally watched like two or three docuseries <laughs> on them. Um, For each other? Yeah. What did they call each other? What did they call each other? Oh, man. I feel like I should know this, but just go ahead. I don't want to waste okay. people's time. So <laughs> Bonnie referred to Clyde as Daddy. Oh, and I knew that, too. So Clyde always called Bonnie Honey or Little Girl or sometimes Kid. <sighs> and I literally wrote in my notes, I don't even want to go further into this. It's just super disturbing <laughs> and makes me uneasy. And it's even weirder because Clyde was only about a year and a half older than Bonnie. So the fact that she called him daddy yeah. and he called her little girl. Yeah. Super creepy. Like I'm, I don't like it. Yeah. I don't like anything about it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we're, that's it. That's where I'm going to go with that one. Okay. Okay. I was expecting more creepy stuff, but all right. I mean, yes, little girl and daddy is pretty creepy, but I don't know. There are there are a whole group of people who call their significant other daddy. It's creep and it's creepy. Personally, I think that's. I think I think creepy. I think little girl is way creepier. Than oh, daddy. little no, daddy little, is like pretty normal. Little girl <laughs> is the creepiest of them all. I can take honey. I can take kid because kid was just a, a name, yeah. a nickname that people gave yeah. to younger people back yeah, then, yeah. back then anyway. Um, but like little girl, just that. Ugh. Yeah. That skeeps me out. Okay. We're we're gonna go on. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What famous mobster may have had a hand in establishing expiration dates on milk? <laughs> I get it because they just wanted you to throw the product out so that they could sell you more product and make more money. Because uh, believe it or not. The mob, really, they were very much about, like, like running scam, like, clever oh, scams. Yeah. It wasn't all about murder and drugs. No, no, no. They, they had a lot of, mm -hmm. uh, like, if you ever want to hear an interesting former mob guy go on, uh, watch any of the interviews with Michael Franzis. Oh, okay. He was a very smart guy in, in the city back in the day, in, like, the 80s and 90s and whatever, and Florida, too. And he was all about like running these kinds of scams. He was not a violent person, but he scammed so much freaking money out of the government. Okay. Okay. So who what? had a hand in creating expiration what dates? What mobster may have had a hand in milk. establishing milk expiration dates? What year are we talking? When were the milk expiration <laughs> dates established? Uh, 
I'm guessing pretty early. 1930s, it says? Oh, 30s. I don't even know. Yeah. Um, what monsters were around in the 30s? I don't know. Okay, so it's Al Capone. You know, I was going to say Al Capone, but I felt like he was later than I that. did too, but it's according to the Smithsonian. This is this is according to the Smithsonian Magazine, and I'm going to go with them because it's the Smithsonian, so they know their stuff. Mm -hmm. In the United States, federal law requires only that infant formula be dated, but many states have similar regulations for products like milk, eggs, and meat. But most food manufacturers date pretty much everything anyway. There's a fun bit of speculation, which one reporter attributed to a park ranger at Alcatraz, that Al Capone popularized expiration dates on milk back in the 1930s. The story goes that one of Capone's family members got sick after drinking some expired milk, and Capone got interested in the milk industry. He bought up a, he bought up a milk processor called, called Meadow, Meadow Moore Dairies, and he lobbied the Chicago City Council to pass a law requiring visible date stamps on milk containers. But food labeling on all kinds of foods doesn't really happen until the late 70s, according to a recent Natural Resources Defense Council report. Okay, see, that makes sense. I was like, <laughs> I, they didn't have expiration dates on stuff in the 30s. <laughs> they didn't care. Yeah. There were no rules. Yeah. They used to literally, to stop people from drinking during or shortly after prohibition or whatever they literally used to put like the government literally used to put methanol into the ethanol and methanol kills you like badly and they knew this but to discourage people from drinking they would just be like well we're not going to tell you not to drink and we're not going to warn you hey we're going to make your 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 bourbon poison right they literally just poisoned it and let people die right yeah yeah <laughs> but yeah so um fun fact that the reason we have milk expiration dates could be because it's of Al Capone. Capone. All right. So my chair is squeaking against the, the <laughs> couch behind me and it's, uh, yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Okay. Yeah. Interesting, right? Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, what is the preferred murder weapon of female killers? Poison. No. No, wait. <laughs> Well, historically, well, definitely, <laughs> but in modern times, um, preferred murder weapon of your out and about town modern woman serial killer. <laughs> yeah. No, not even not even a serial killer. Just oh, just a, a killer. A killer in general. A female killer in general. Yep. Oh, I want to say something, but it's going to sound so like masochistic. The kitchen knife. <laughs> no. Oh, I'm such um, a jerk. She said knives too. Trish said knives too. But I had to be a jerk and say specifically a, a kitchen, kitchen knife. knife. Yeah, they did it right after they made a right sandwich. Right after they made the sandwich. Mm -hmm. Yes, exactly. They Fair cut enough. they cut the sandwich in half and then they used the and then knife they cut to the... right. Mm -hmm. yeah. Exactly. Mm -hmm. You gonna give a real answer? <laughs> no, I actually was thinking knives. Oh, okay. So it's not poison. It's not poison and it's not, and knives. It's not knives. It's not guns, because men use guns, right? Is it guns? It's guns. Oh. <laughs> yeah, Tom's right. It's gun. Apparently, I'm bad at this. <laughs> well, what did I say in the beginning? You don't really know a lot about true crimes. So. Apparently, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's guns. The Federal Bureau of Investigation Supplemental Homicide Report data from 1999 through 2012, which is the latest available, is imperfect. But the best source with data on 195,578 murder cases, 
2009. Oh my God. I literally can't read numbers apparently. It's like I'm rubbing um, off on you. 209,000 dead and 240,000 killers. The first thing to know is that men commit so many more murders than women. Really? Yes. 90% of them. That every kind of weapon is used much more by the guys. But we can still review uh, the weapon preferences of men and women separately. Men use guns two-thirds of the time. Women use guns way less than half the time, although it still remains the most popular weapon among women. After guns, women are likely to use a knife to beat their victim to death or to strike them with a blunt object. After guns, poison is the sixth most common way for a woman to kill. Which, yeah, back in the day, like oh, yeah. that was like how women, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. that was how women killed everyone. Yeah. And they would get away with it because yeah. it was very difficult to detect very difficult. A, a poison. Yeah. Um, there were certain poisons that um, they literally could just like touch people with and they would, mm -hmm. they would mm -hmm. become, yeah. Uh, you know, it's a, it's a it toxin. They just assumed so. it was the gods that did it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or he got cursed. Right, right, right. So Caligula yeah. was killed by his wife by poison. Uh, well, a lot of, yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, it happened a lot. Um, okay. So we have a little over, we've got eight like eight-ish minutes. minutes. Yeah. Seven minutes and 36 seconds. <laughs> My last question. Ooh. Ooh. And I pose this to everyone out there. My last trivia question. Who killed Jean Bonnet? <laughs> so I know that technically the answer is there is no answer. Correct. Because we don't actually we know. We don't actually know but who killed Jean Bonnet. I should know who like the principal suspects are because I know that you think it was someone. So I, ha so I had a theory. However, having watched a documentary that I had never seen before um, with an investigator who has since passed, but had like all of his records, um, his daughter was like talking about them. Um, he had tried to get the investigators to use a lot of his, um, his stuff, the stuff that he researched and investigated for the, during the crime and they didn't. Um, it changed my mind. Okay. So I kind of, I don't know where to lean. Mm. Um, so Trish says her mom. Trish believes it was her mom. Okay. Right. Yeah. I'm trying to remember like the <laughs> I'm trying to remember like the details. It definitely wasn't OJ. It was not um, OJ. <laughs> oh man. I don't I'm trying to remember like the details of the case, and I know I should know this. Yeah. But so it was um Christmas Day. Um they got a ransom note. They found a ransom note that said that uh, Jean Benet had been taken. Right. And they checked her room. She wasn't there. They went downstairs. They checked. She wasn't there. You know, they called the police. Um, everyone's coming to the house. Everyone's looking. You know, they're a very wealthy family and they're very well known because Jean Benet was, you know, this this little Zodiac. <laughs> Tom, Definitely. Tom said Zodiac. That's what it was. No, he's right. He's got it. It was the Zodiac. <laughs> It was Ted Cruz. It was Ted Cruz. It was Ted Cruz. 
Um, so they, they botched the crime scene. That's part of the problem. And that happens a lot, especially in that time period. That happened a lot. The crime scenes were constantly botched, um, which is actually what happened in the OJ trial. I'm not going to get into that right now. Um, but um, they had looked in a certain area of the house and didn't find anything. And then all of a sudden her dad went into that area and was like, I found my dead daughter. Right. Like, mm, little suspicious. Sus. So everyone suspected mom and dad. Right. Then the theory came out that potentially it was not mom and dad and it was actually her brother and that mom and dad were covering for him. And that was the theory that I had stuck with for a very long time because he was young and I stuck with it thinking maybe it was an accident. He didn't know what to do. And mom and dad were just like, you know, we, we have to protect our child. And that's what it became. But watching this documentary, and now I can't remember what the documentary is called. Um, I have to find it and uh, post it on the page. It, it leans more towards um, an actual outsider. Okay. That nobody inside the house did it. Um, that they had looked at, um, there was a suitcase that was underneath the window and the window had been kind of pried. So they believe that this person came in through that window, um, killed Jean Bonnet, was trying to potentially get her into the suitcase, left the ransom note. Something may have happened and they didn't make it out in time with her. And they left and they stepped up potentially on that suitcase because the suitcase was like stood up right, against where the right. basement window was and then left mm. through the window. So, um, remember when we said this was going to be a fun, uplifting spring break podcast? <laughs> mm, that's stuff, why we, that's stuff in girls in suitcases. That's why we lost more, yeah, more viewers. They were like, F this, I'm out. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, yeah. We still, we, I don't know if we'll ever find out who, uh, who killed Jean Bonnet. I hope that in our lifetime we do, because that is one of the greatest unsolved mysteries. And this is Chandler. Um, Chandler has a new Instagram account that I would like everyone to follow. <laughs> it's called cutius underscore Maximus, because he's got the cutest little booty in the world. His cute little booty. Oh, he doesn't want to show his booty. booty. Um, so everyone should go follow cutius underscore Maximus um, to see cute little booty pictures of, of the puppy. That was not an intentional plug, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> that was not on purpose, I promise. No, Chandler just likes to come into uh, the podcasting world. Every, every time when we when we set up our podcasting equipment, he's he's on our laps. Yeah. He just he loves to he loves to be here. All right, so we have two more minutes, so I guess we'll just plug ourselves. <laughs> I um, think we just did that like twice. No, we plugged him. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. <laughs> All proceeds go to Kibble. <laughs> so we are Blackbird and Advocacy Podcast. We are currently on a slight hiatus because um, we had a lot of stuff going on in our lives right now and we just had to take a break. Um, but we will be back within the next few weeks. Um, and we are within uh, the 40s now of our episodes. So once we hit 50, 
Um, we would really like it if our listeners could send us like a five to 10 second clip of just your name and why you are an advocate. Um, it could be for domestic violence. It could be for um, sexual violence. It could be for uh, just victims in general. It doesn't matter what it is specifically. And it doesn't happen. It doesn't have to be a specific reason. So if you would like to send that to us, you can send us a five to 10 second clip that we will put together with other clips for the 50th episode at blackbirdadvocacy at gmail.com. You can find us at um, any podcast platform that you listen to other podcasts on. Um, and you can find us at our bite size, B-Y-T-E-S-I-Z-E dot M-E slash Blackbird Advocacy. That will send you to all of our podcast platforms, our website, and all of our social medias. So that's it. That's it. That's it. You got like two out of ten. Good yeah, job. I sucked. I don't know what happened. <laughs> Luckily, I don't have to explain myself. We've got five seconds. Nope. Thank you, everyone, uh, for playing along with us. And Chandler says goodbye, and he hopes that Bye-bye. you <laughs> that you will follow him Bye-bye. at cutius underscore maximus on Instagram. Thanks, everyone.